Blog Talk Radio. Always reliable co-host Greg Crawford from CSN Basketball. I mean from CSNNorthwest.com. He is their college basketball insider with his with his blog Crawford's with, with his blog Crawford's. I keep on getting them mixed up. It's Crawford's. It's Crawford's, Crawford's Court, Jovan. It's Crawford's Court for basketball. Crawford's Clubhouse for golf, and uh, it doesn't matter as long as people read it at CSNNW.com and. We've got a great readership on that website because we cover everything, and we got a great beat writer, and Chris Haynes covers the Blazers, a great columnist, uh, Dwight James. we got Jordan Whitley, who covers the Ducks and Beavers, and we got Abby Chin, who does it all for us, and a great job. So we got things under control, and, and speaking of under control, I'm really excited tonight because we're going to have a great guest on uh, Coach Jim Hayford of Eastern Washington University. Yeah, and he's on the line with us right now, the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles, Jim Hayford. Jim, how hey, are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, coast to coast here, huh? Yes, coast to coast, <laughs> and we got people listening in Australia, in London, uh, in uh Belgium tonight, uh, and so uh, we, we're around the world tonight. That's the great thing about Blog Talk Radio, and people that don't get it can listen forever to it. But it's a real pleasure for you to join Jovan and myself tonight, and and uh, I, I'm really thrilled that you took the time to do it. And I, I wanted to ask you, I want to ask you a question to start with that I'm surprised a lot of people don't ask coaches, but you're a coach on a D1 level. In a good league, the big sky that's extremely competitive, what drives you to coach young men? Well, uh, that's a great question. I think it's a question coaches should ask themselves frequently because it, it really helps you keep centered on your priorities and values. So when I entered the coaching profession, I, I was still a college student. And uh, when I look back on my high school years, the, the people that had the greatest influence and greatest impact on me were my coaches. And uh, as I was thinking of all the different things I might do in my as a profession and a career and knowing that I was going to pay those student loans off sooner than later, uh, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. And so I did that while I was still an undergraduate. And uh, I'm really glad I made the choice. And, I, and hopefully the uh, collective sum of all my professional efforts will be uh, hundreds of young men that hopefully I pointed in the right direction during a very influential time in their life, that being while they're in college. Very good. Um, and, of course, speaking of being in college, 
Uh, you're in Eastern Washington. This will be your second year coming up. Uh, Division One school that plays in the Big Sky, and uh, you formerly before that were at Division Three Whitworth, where you had a huge amount of success for ten years. And and I always uh, think that. Uh, Sometimes you're in a little bit of a basketball triangle up there because you not only have your Eagles there who are going to get a lot better under yourself. That's rather obvious. You've got Washington State with Ken Bone, who's won wherever he's been. And then, needless to say, you got Gonzaga and Spokane. It's a little bit of a hotbed for basketball. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, it's a great basketball community, and and you know, right next to Idaho, you or Washington State, you got the University of Idaho that's also kind of in the same region, and then Spokane, one of our most famous events, is we host the largest three-on-three basketball tournament in the world in Hoop Fest every June, with over twenty-five thousand people playing in that, and so it's it's a big basketball town. One of the neat things that as a part of this weekend is is Coach Mark Few and his wife Marcy. Uh, lead the largest Coaches First Cancer uh, fundraiser in all of America. Uh, just last night, we were part of, of raising over a half million dollars, uh, joining with other coaches to to fight cancer. And I think that just shows how much our local community responds to the basketball culture. Well, I certainly can appreciate that because I work uh, in a cancer unit part-time of a major hospital here in Portland, so... Uh, I always say for people that can't give dollars, uh, never capitalize cancer. I'm starting that movement across the world. Never capitalize cancer. Send a message. we got to stop it out. But I know Jovan, all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, has got a couple questions for you, Coach. Fire it away, Jovan. All right. Uh, Coach Hayford, how do you feel about your how do you feel about having your team playing in the upcoming ESPN Bracket Busters on February 23rd? Well, the Bracket Busters is a commitment that our league, under our commissioner, decided uh, we're going to participate in that. And and where it's most helpful is whoever the, the top team is in your conference is going to get a chance to play against a top team from another mid-major conference late in the season and uh, draw a little more attention to your conference and maybe help uh, get you a better seat once you get into the NCAA tournament. So it's uh, it's something in our case that, you know, all 11 schools are participating and the greatest benefit is to whoever the best team is that year. And I think that's how you got to think when you're in a, a conference that's not one of the power conferences is, you know, what's the best way to help the best team in our conference? And and then you do everything you can to put your effort and energy into and putting your team into that position. Now, for all the other teams, what it does do is it, it gives you a home game every other year uh, and an away game against a comparable team. And and sometimes that you know that can be a neat thing because it, it uh, can cross regions and give you a chance to play someone that you would have scheduled maybe on your own. So I think that's a tremendous uh, advantage by the Big Sky Conference to add that. Agreed. About talking about you brought up your conference, the Big Sky Conference. How strong do you think the Big Sky Conference is this year, as compared to the other mid-major conferences? Because a lot of people on the East Coast, we know about our mid-majors like our MAC Conference or our A10s over here. But how do you can feel that your conference, the Big Sky, how strong do you think it is this year compared to the other mid-majors? 
Well, uh, you know, this this coming year, that, that'll that be an interesting question. I mean, we, we lost the marquee player in Damon Lillard. Uh, Montana, who did go to the NCAA tournament, returns a very, very strong team. And uh, from our own personal experience last year, in my first year in Division One, uh, Eastern had the best season we'd had in six years. And so in the non-conference, we played two WAC schools on the road, Hawaii and Idaho. We were fortunate to win both of those games. Uh Big West schools, we played uh, UC Davis and Cal State Fullerton uh, in the preseason and went one and one. So I thought we were real comparable with them. To be honest with you, we played uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference, and that league is, is definitely a cut above us. I think people don't realize how close the West Coast Conference is to being a high major and not a mid-major anymore. So that's kind of where we fit in with some of those schools. Um I, I don't know how we would do against the MAC or not. I've got. Uh, I'm really excited. We have a player who transferred to us who had played in the Atlantic Ten and started as a freshman at St. Joseph's and Justin Crosgill, who had to sit out last year. And uh, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Justin does in the Big Sky compared to to being a pretty good player there at St. Joseph's his freshman and sophomore year. Coach Hayford, and we're speaking with Coach Jim Hayford, who enters his second year. Uh, at Eastern Washington, at a, after a great run at Division Three Whitworth, which is located in Spokane, the same uh, city that has Gonzaga. But coach, uh, uh, jumping from Division Three to Division One, uh, there aren't many coaches that have been able to do that. Uh, would you have considered uh, a move like that, say, if somebody would have come calling from the East Coast, or did you kind of want to? stay in the same area in which you're pretty familiar with uh, as a coach, recruiting, and the rest of the likes in the fan base? Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's a great question because in my 10 years at Whitworth, I, I never applied for a job until uh, talking with the people at Eastern. So I, I never have approached my career, what can I do to try to climb the ladder? So I think it would have been real unlikely that somebody on the East Coast might have been calling me and saying, hey, come on out here. So uh, I've always felt like you put your attention on making the job you have the best job that you have. And and if things are supposed to happen in your life that move you in a different direction, then then those are going to happen. So my big value on this one was uh, when I first moved to Spokane now 11 years ago, our daughter, who was six years old at the time, was was fighting leukemia. And uh, the first five years of my career coaching at Whitworth, we were living in and out of the hospital and I'm really proud of her. She's a hero in my life. She, she beat the disease. And so her elementary school years were not uh, fun years for her. And so as our Whitworth program kept building and progressing, we were number one in the nation my last year there uh, for a good part of February and carried that into the national tournament. Um, I knew that the, the bigger priority of, of letting her enjoy her whole high school years and uh, my son, who's now going into ninth grade, being able to be in one community, that that, that kind of that value trumped, hey, what, what's the next best thing for me? So I, I'm incredibly fortunate that I was able to uh, work my way up to a Division One head coach as a head coach and to move from Division Three to Division One and to do it without having to move my family. So uh, my, uh, my career is very, very... Uh, I guess, peculiar in that way. Yeah, and speaking of careers, um, 
when you uh, go to a smaller Division One school like Eastern Washington, that has a lot to offer, both academically. I know many people that have graduated from there, and it's got an outstanding athletic program and everything. But you have to wear a few more hats than, say, you were at the University of Washington or Washington State. Uh, do you enjoy that, the fundraising aspect and getting out and meeting people and everything uh, that maybe some of the other coaches at the big-time programs leave to other people? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's part of the job, and it's necessary, and I embrace it. And, you know, one of the things I say is I want to be known as a great coach and a great friend. And so the more friends I can make who want to enjoy the ride with me of leading a college basketball program, it, uh, I'm very, very fortunate. And we we have a great uh, amount of support at Eastern Washington, our six-man club and our community. We've doubled our attendance. My first year as the head coach. And uh, because all those people are being generous, it, it lets us have a budget that's in the top third of the Big Sky Conference instead of the bottom third. And so it's it's just a necessary part of the job, and uh, it's one that I embrace. And so uh, I don't think of it as extra work. I think of it as part of the job. Yeah, very good. And I know Jovan's got a couple more questions for you, but I wanted to ask you real quickly, uh, speaking of the job, uh, I, in my opinion, you got one of the best players on the West Coast coming back, Colin Chiverton, and I imagine you're kind of excited to see what he can do in his senior year. Well, Colin, uh, through the first two-thirds of the season, uh, was our leading scorer, one of the leading scorers in the big sky. He was playing on a surgically repaired foot that had another hairline fracture during the season, and was battling injury, and, and, and finally his body kind of wore out the last five, six games of the year. But uh, he's entirely recovered. He's healthy. He's a very, very athletic six-five uh, wingman who uh, can, can shoot the ball from distance with anybody in, in across the country. And so uh, I'm just looking for him to have a healthy year and to put it all together uh, defensively. I'd like to see him get a few more rebounds and maybe a couple assists here and there, too. <laughs> But uh, but he is he's a, he can be a premier player in the Big Sky Conference. Go ahead, Jovan. All right, talking about the Big Sky, talking about the Big Sky Conference. Going back to last season, how was it playing against former Weber State point guard Damian Lillard twice a year? Well, when I shook his hand after the second game, I said, "I hope you go pro," and he laughed. But he followed my advice. So he's a pretty smart kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm joking about that. I, I I'm sure he had great advisors. So uh, I, I'm glad to not be coaching against him. But uh, it's nice to be able to say that I did because uh, you know he's he's a good this player as there's been in the Big Sky since our own Eastern Washington's Rodney Stuckey who's had a great career with the Detroit Pistons. So uh, I think uh, Lillard's going to have a great pro career. He's an extremely hardworking, disciplined, smart basketball player. And uh, not only can he handle it, but he can shoot it. And uh, he's a complete basketball player. And I think that's in large part due to he got great coaching uh, from Randy Ray, who's who's just an outstanding coach. Uh, everybody knows that in circles out here on the West Coast. You, you look what he's done as a head coach. He's always been in first or second place in the Big Sky Conference. And, uh, and I think uh, Damon Lillard was, uh, you know, it was a great combination for him playing with Coach Randy Ray. 
Definitely. Now, people on the East Coast, we don't know. We know about West Coast basketball, but we don't tune in to West Coast basketball because, like, y'all's game, y'all games come on at different times, different or like different channels that we might not have here on the East Coast unless you have a certain kind of cable subscription. But what would you, what should people on on this coast know about the Eastern Washington Eagles? Um, well. We uh, won the national championship in football, beat Villanova on the way to that in the semifinals two years ago, and uh, we've got the only red turf in all of America. So I think you, know, you got to do stuff like that when when you're uh, we're not the University of Washington, we're not Washington State, we're Eastern Washington, and so uh, you know you just you got to fight for attention, and the best way to do that is is to be able to put a great product out on the field or the court, and that's what we're, we're trying to do, and it's something that Coach Baldwin's done with our football team. And so, uh, you know, the the more we can uh, just do our job and do it well, then I think the more recognition will come to a great school. We're at all, we're a growing institution. We have our 13,000 students. It's the highest enrollment in the history of the school, and uh, and things are going really well for our university. Hi, uh, Coach. Uh, I want to tell you, speaking of universities, uh, Jovan is uh, starting his uh, uh, junior year at LaSalle tomorrow. So, uh, you know, I hope he gets a good night's rest. And he said he's got all his classes in his books, and I'm very proud of him for his work he's doing. And his his brother's at Chestnut Hill, I believe, college back in the Philadelphia area and is going to be a science and math teacher. So, um pretty proud of that Alford family. But uh, speaking of being pretty proud of a family, are you, are you glad that the Big Sky expanded this year with, with North Dakota and Southern Utah coming in, I imagine? Um, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people a whole lot smarter than me, college presidents and conference staff who, who uh, you know, they don't make decisions like that unless it's done very wisely. Now, if you ask me if I'm excited about going to Grand Forks in the middle of February, <laughs> that's that's going to be a pretty hard road trip getting all the way back there. Uh, but uh, those are two great schools. I know the University of North Dakota's a uh, uh, land grant institution. It's it's a, a, a got great academics, and and I've been through Southern Utah. They've got an outstanding facility. So I I think they're both great additions. It just makes uh, the travel in our conference. Uh, we're, you know, that, that's a long way when you think about going from Portland, Sacramento, all the way down to Flagstaff and all the way now out to North Dakota. We're covering a lot of space. This is the East-West Hoops Loop here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Jovan Alford here with Gray Crawford and Coach and head Coach Jim Wofford of, I mean, Wayford, Hayford, excuse me, of the Eastern Washington Eagles. Um, Coach, how would you, like, we he talked about Colin Shiverton and how, like, he how, how he played. How do you think uh, you're, you're a point guard? Uh, he's from the Brooklyn area. I'm trying to come up with his name right now. Chris Coleman, yeah. Chris signed a two-year pro deal in Greece, yeah. I'm sorry, Joe, but I want you to finish your question. Oh, I was asking, how do you think he has played? The, he, cause he's from the East Coast, so he brings that East Coast style of basketball coming from Brooklyn. How do you think he has played so far for your team? 
Well, Cliff had a great senior year. As I said, he just signed at the top level in Greece, and uh, I think he's going to be a great pro. Some NBA teams took a look at him this spring, and, you know, his junior year, he wasn't even one of the starters on the team. And so he uh, he just really flourished, had a great senior year. I think his great basketball, uh, best basketball is ahead of him. And I guess I really like those East Coast point guards because uh, Cliff was from Brooklyn, and now Justin Crosgill, who I mentioned earlier, uh, is from Patterson, New Jersey. And so uh, I, I like him bringing some of that East Coast uh, toughness uh, to us out here in Cheney. Uh, Coach, uh, I'm back there. I lost the signal there for a while. I apologize to both of you, but I well, was while you were out, I was just telling everybody what a great guy you were, Greg. So uh, I'm glad I'm done with that now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, and I'm going to return the favor because I I'm getting to the point in my life. This Wednesday I'll be 62, and now uh, friends of mine's grandkids are looking at uh, universities and colleges, and I say don't look past. Eastern Washington, Coach Hayford is a great person, and uh, he is a great basketball coach. So I've got a few people uh, looking at your school uh, that I know, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. But I was going to ask you about uh, Randy Bennett at St. Mary's has been very successful uh, about with recruiting internationally. Uh, do you feel that's kind of a wave of the future? Do you have to be on top of that? And it's kind of hard to do. But but I know there's so many great players, and even north of you in Canada is starting to produce a lot of good high school players. Well, uh, Coach Bennett, Randy has been a good friend of mine for gosh over over 20 years, probably close to 25 years, and uh, is someone that that when I made the switch from Whitworth to Eastern, I talked to a lot, can pick up the phone and and get advice from, and unfortunately, both he and I share a really good friend over in Australia, and who'd been uh, a coach in California when both Randy and I were assistant coaches, and so uh, I, w- I went to the same well in Australia that uh, Randy had been recruiting from, and last fall we signed a player, Vinke Joyce, from Melbourne, Australia, who uh, ended up being the national under-23 player of the year, and we're really excited that he's going to have four years to play for us at Eastern, as well as Daniel Hill, who was the point guard off the junior national team, and I already had an Australian in our first recruiting class, Jordan Hickert. So we, uh, you know, the world's only getting smaller and smaller. Look how you mentioned how many people are listening to this broadcast who aren't even on American soil. So you need to look all around. Uh, Next month I'm taking my team up to Canada, and uh, once every four years you're able to take a tour to a different area, and so I'm looking forward to seeing some of those Canadian players there and and so, you know, you recruit where you have relationship, and if you can go to an Australia or a Germany or a Canada and, and you've got good relationships there, and that gives you a recruiting advantage to maybe get a better player than, than maybe you might even get, you know, uh, you know, 300 or 400 miles away because someone else has a better relationship, you know, with that coach or that program, then you do whatever it takes because you need to be successful if you're not – if you're not successful, and I, I figured out a long time ago, the better players I have, the better coach I am. So uh, you recruit hard, and you look under any rock the, that they might be, uh, regardless of where they are in the world. Coach, we have a Stan Love on. We had him on about three weeks ago, Kevin's dad. and uh, Stan mm-hmm. and I have been great friends for a long time, and he, and he always treats me with so much respect, and I, and I enjoy him very much and he knows basketball, 
uh, stands very high on the college coaching uh, in this country, but he but he can't stand the AAU programs. And Stan doesn't mince any words. Uh, do those <laughs> AAU programs need to be brought under control? Yeah, and, you know, the hard thing is there's some really, really good people in that, and then there's some that, that their best interests aren't for kids, you know. And so um, I do know that if I have to make a choice uh, between an association with an AAU coach who's someone who I wouldn't want coaching my own son uh, or having to not coach or recruit that player, um, I'm going to not recruit player because I, I don't want to perpetuate a system that I I don't like and I know a lot of other coaches feel the same way. Interesting. Jovan, go ahead. All right. So we have about five, four or five minutes left in the show, Coach. And I just wanted to know how, how what did what did it take for you to get to this point of being a D one like coach at Eastern Washington? Like what the steps what were the steps you had to take because we know you started at we you know we co- you we, you coached at Division three, but what what was the steps before that that got you to this point? Um, well, I was very fortunate to have some really good mentors. Um, coach Bill Adele was one of the best small college coaches the last two decades when he was at Azusa Pacific. I was assistant for him, and then uh, I've just had a very close personal friendship uh, the last fifteen twenty years with Rick Majerus, who. My heart goes out to right now as he's battling health things that are going to keep him from coaching this next year. And so I think one of the things that helped me progress in my career was getting great mentors, and that's something that I would recommend to uh, any young coach who's trying to move up in that profession, that you need to be able uh, to learn the game. And the best way to learn the game is to find the best teachers who uh, will make an investment in you. And so I was very, very fortunate to have two outstanding mentors and uh so that would be the best advice I would give to somebody uh, who was maybe in the position that I was 20, 25 years ago, uh, trying to figure out how can I go be the best coach that I can be. I'm going to put Coach Hapert on the spot here. Uh, you got to ask one question to put him on the spot. Uh, and, and once again, the connection is getting really bad. I can't hear you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> And for people, very good. <laughs> There's always room for more comedians in this country. But I was going to say that, uh, for once again, for people out there that got young people that want to go on and play basketball, take a hard look at Coach Hayford in Eastern Washington. I have no reason to say that, uh, except uh, I mean it. I think anybody that knows me, I'm a credible person and have been all my life. But I wanted to ask you, I'm a big advocate of changing the name of the big sky. I don't think it fits anymore. I have a great deal of respect for Doug Fullerton. I told him to his face he needs to change the name. He does listen, but uh, it, it, he, I don't think he really wants to do it. But I'd like to see the name changed. It doesn't encompass what a good conference is all about any longer. Well, do you have any suggestions? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. All right. I could call it the uh, Sunset Conference because there's great sunsets in every state that it's in. Uh, I've got the uh, the power conference. I've got a whole bunch of them, and I won't bore you with them. And I do have suggestions that cover the league a lot better uh, than what it is now. I just, I just don't like the name. I think it, it has more of a Montana feel, and there's more to this league than Montana. 
Uh, well, I know. I, I think there's other people who share that with you. Uh, as I'm rebuilding the Eastern program, I haven't had time to think about that one just yet. I've got my energy in a lot of other places. But uh, uh, I know it's the big sky, not the big Montanas, that's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, close us out tonight, Jovan. And, and from my standpoint, and I know Jovan, we really appreciate your time. You're a great basketball coach. Uh, your name's going to be all over the country very soon because you know just certain people that know how to win, build programs, and sustain it, and uh, you're one of those people. But uh, Jovan, take us out. All right, everybody. This is this has been a great show. We had good, great coaching, Coach Hayward, and Coach. It was over. How would what would you just like to tell us about your basketball team for this upcoming season? Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about Eastern Washington, and, and those are some very kind words, and I'm very grateful for that. I'll try my best to live up to those. But I would just say uh, that we're trying to build a program that everyone in our community or anyone who's attended Eastern will be extremely proud of and uh, that they'll be uh, pushed to be the very best they can be in the classroom and on the court. And uh, when you hear Eastern Washington basketball, I'm sure you'll be really proud of what we're doing as as we develop uh, a program that is, is in great pride to our university. And I just got a nice text, Coach, from three or four of your, your good fans, and I got a text from Dan Milwamini, who's going to be our guest next week, listening tonight, and he said to tell you you did a great job. Well, Coach Milwamini, I, uh, I got friends who know him from uh, St. Ignatius in San Francisco, so if he's saying nice things, then, then right back at him. Yeah, you betcha. Uh, so uh, um, we will talk to you soon. And, Jovan, uh, I know you want to close us out. And, Jovan, best of luck in school this year. And you start it tomorrow. And all i got to say is study hard. And then every Sunday night, study your basketball. Definitely, everybody. This has been another edition of the East West Hoops Loop. Even though I'm going to be starting back school on Monday, we will be back next Sunday, as always, at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific, with me and the CSN Northwest College Basketball Insider, Greg Crawford. So tune in next week with another special guest.